And we're live. Welcome hey. to another exciting episode. Episode four, A New Hope. Tuesday rehearsal. <laughs> <A> New Hope. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> That's a good transition. It's a great transition. So, um, so as usual, I'm completely unprepared for this episode. I, li I listened to all the songs again today. Yeah, well, I listened to uh, the. Uh, well, don't don't give it away now. Well, I no don't spoilers. Any, I don't know any graphics prepared either. So, <laughs> what's the category, folks? This week's category is songs from a movie. So, and uh, songs from an '80s movie. In particular, 80s, all the movies that we picked. Well, actually, Mel's song is from the Mel's movie is from the 90s, but the song was recorded in the 80s. So that's like a weird little loophole that, that we can uh, <laughs> fall back on. And my song was recorded in the 70s, but the movie was in the 80s. What song did you get again, Dave? Um, I can't tell, tell you until it's my turn. Wait a minute. Why am I drawing a complete blank? So It's okay. You know what I thought of too, and I just thought of it uh, today when we were like set, like right before we were set to go, is uh, another good uh, movie and song joining together would be uh, "Eye of the Tiger" and Rocky Three. I considered that one. Yeah. So. Yeah. What the hell's going on here? Uh oh, the cops are here. <laughs> oh no! It's making a great lighting effect on your face. Oh, okay, so it's calibrating to go into orange. Oh, I get it. I get it. I get it. All right, yeah. She just told me the screen is calibrating to go into like night mode now, so that's why it's doing that. But yeah, the cops aren't really here, so aren't we all? So then, all right, get into night mode now too. So <laughs> I am in here early today. It is really, really weird. Your lava lamp looks good, Tony. Tony, you're breaking up. We lost you a little bit there. Yeah, you know. So. Oh no, Mike. The connection is sketchy. Close what? You can close browser. Okay, hold on. Let me just close this out real quick. Okay. Anyway, so who wants to go first? I think Dave. Have you gone first? I do. Yep. There you go. You go first, Dave. I'm I, I'm trying to. I can't think of your 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 song or your movie right now. Uh, well, if I tell you the movie is Revenge of the Nerds. Okay. Yes. Yes. And at the end of Revenge of the Nerds, they played We Are the Champions, and when it started, it gave me goosebumps because it was just a perfect, perfect song for that moment in the movie, uh, when the nerds rose up against their oppressors. It's and also not the standard version of that song. It's not? No, there's a whole choir section in there that, that wasn't in the original song, I don't think. Ah. Well, that's news to me. I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I'm, I'm not a huge Queen fan, so I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, that's that was the song I chose. I thought that was a good, uh, a good use of a song in a movie. Which was so the you, category? So you, see, so you see, Revenge of the Nerds, and you hear the song, gives you goosebumps. Gave me goosebumps. 
and I thought it was the best part of the movie. To be perfectly honest with you, I've never seen Revenge of the Nerds. Me neither. Great movie. Yeah, you guys haven't lived. It was. You're right. Uh, it, was, it was probably one of those first um, real. Uh, it, it was the original underdog movie. You know what I mean? Where the the uh, the, the nerds kind of got an uprising. For too long, nerd and nerd culture was like you know looked down upon. And I think Revenge of the Nerds. Not like now, it's almost it's chic to be geek. And I think Revenge of the Nerds started kind of. Making it's that hit happen. to be square. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's hit to be square. <laughs> I don't know, guys. I was cool. So. <laughs> <laughs> I know what happened. <laughs> For uh, Mel was just mentioning, and uh, I, I, uh, I remember this as well. When when I think of um, we are the champions, as it fades out. Do you guys remember, does he say, because we are the champions of the world, or does he just say, or we are the champions? Which he is just says we are the champions. I watched a video on it, actually. It's that, uh, what do they call it, effect there, where everybody thinks, the, remembers the it effect. one way. Yeah, the Mandela effect, where they remember it as saying of the world, but in actuality, there is no of the world. It's just we are champions. In your reality, we're actually from a parallel dimension. That's <laughs> our realities collided in 2012. Well, I mean, yeah, if you're going to go into the Mandela effect, you have to discuss that whole aspect of it. Is that it's, it's, it's some people come from a universe where that actually was the case, and now they're stuck in this universe where it's not the case. Right. It's. It's interesting. I think it's an interesting theory. I mean, I personally think that we're just misremembering it. And I think this has been going on since, like, ever since, like, uh, well, the, multiple, the multiple universe theory, the multiple universe theory has, has a lot of credibility. I mean, it, it, whether you can actually flip between universes is a whole other thing. But Well, I, I remember a lot of this going on way before this, because um, if you recall in Casablanca, Everyone like had this impression that he says play it again, Sam, but he never yeah. says that. He says play right. it, Sam. Play it. Right. Play it, Sam. You played yeah. it for her, you can play it for me. Right. Yeah. And, and, and I really I honestly think it's just a case of people misremembering things. That's what I think too. That that's why but th there are some cases where it's like, what? Really? What? Uh, uh, you know, so like uh, there are some things where I remember vividly. Like, uh, I don't know if you guys ever remember that James Bond movie, um, uh, Moonraker. At the sure. end, the, the, uh, the, uh, the, big, um, the big villain at the end, he gets a girlfriend, and that's what turns him good. His girlfriend. Jaws, yeah. I remember his girlfriend having braces. And I remember that. Yeah. She doesn't. Yeah. She doesn't? She doesn't have braces, yeah. Come on. Yeah. Of course she does. But I thought that was the joke. No, that's what I thought too. It's like it doesn't make any she sense that she doesn't have braces, but she didn't have braces. So it was we like we're oh, all in the wrong universe. I know. We we all, you know. Anyway, like, on on going going back to my movie, my song, <laughs> uh, I did a little research on on Wikipedia, which is the only place I do research because <laughs> it's gotta be accurate. Right. It's on Wikipedia. <laughs> it said in 2011, a team of scientists decided that uh, it was the catchiest song in the history of pop music. 
That sounds like hard science. <laughs> I could read the whole article, but we'd be here for a while. I think I think that makes a lot of sense, and it, it wouldn't surprise <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if if uh, Freddie Mercury did that on purpose. Like you know, he's like you know, I'm just gonna I'm going I'm going to like write the the, mo the catchy song in history right now. So we're totally going to disregard what she loves you by the Beatles. That's catchy, but catchy song of all time. It's you know, I think you know they, they were just we getting the on. Go ahead. It's we are the champions. Yeah. <laughs> Scientifically well, proven. Mean, who am I to argue with Wikipedia? <laughs> <laughs> you're no one, Tony. No one. <laughs> and you never have been, and you never will be. Love you, Tony. Tony, I'm in the wrong. I'm in the wrong universe. Mm. <laughs> Decided that. And that. There's another one too. The the Sally um Sally Field. When she was accepting the Oscar that time, and she's like, "You like me? You really, really like me?" Apparently, she never said that. She said something. Oh, what did she? What did she end up saying? No. Sorry. <laughs> Got it with a mouthful of food. First, Sally Field took a bite of food. <laughs> oh, she said, "You like me right now," or something like that. Yeah, that's what it was. She said, "You like me right." It's it's really bizarre. It's like. For the most part, it's like I can blow a lot of it off, but some of it, I'm like, I'm, I was dead certain it was a certain way. And yeah. I, I, I hear it, and I'm like, wow, it's so strange. So It is strange, because I, I don't like Sally Field, and I didn't then, and I don't now. Well, you know. I, I had a crush on when she was young. She was good I mean, in uh, she's, Smokey she's, and the Bandit. I'll give her that yeah, much. I mean, she's no... Uh, Lord, she just went out of my brain. She's in the song that I picked today. B.B. Cates? B.B. Cates. <laughs> Tell us about your song, Tony. I, well, I only picked it because of B.B. Cates. Every time I hear that song, I think of B.B. Cates. And every time I see B.B. Cates, I hear that song. What's the song? Living, moving in stereo. Living in cars. Let's see if you hadn't guessed by now. stereo. And the the it's uh, the particular scene you're talking about is where Judge Reinhold is masturbating in the bathroom while she's out in the swimming pool with his sister, right? In yeah, she comes out and takes her top off out of the pool. I don't know what Reinhold's doing. I wasn't paying that much attention to him. But, but you know, I, I was. Well, that's what he was doing. I was feeling his embarrassment for him. Yeah, and. It, Apparently, for that scene, he, they actually gave him a dildo to be playing with when she walked in on the, bath, the bathroom on him. Really? So, that when she, so that look of shock on her face is an actual look of shock because she wasn't expecting that. <laughs> Did you find that on the computer? <laughs> <laughs> no. I look, uh, and we talked about this before too the, the girl in the Trans Am who is, um, who Judge Reinhold thinks is flirting with him, but she's actually just laughing at him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nancy Hart from our, I'm sorry, Nancy Wilson from Hart. Right. Who actually uh, is married to the director, Cameron Crowe. And we were talking oh, about no. just uh, that, that so many people got their start in that movie. Like, like there yeah. was Nicolas Cage is in that movie. Yeah. Um, uh, who else? Eric Stoltz, uh, Forrest Whitaker, Sean Penn. Yep. Yeah. I mean, yep. Kate's. Uh, 
PBK Spicoli. What's that? Spicoli. Spicoli, yeah. It's, it's like, yeah. it's so funny. He's such a serious actor. Now. That's my skull. <laughs> <laughs> so. Mr. Fantastic movie, everybody. It was a fantastic time in history, and we were there. Right. It was. Yeah, but I wasn't getting laid. Oh, I never got laid. I, I was. I was actually four, neither was I. <laughs> never got laid in high school. Uh, that's why I I um, could uh, I, I can um, I can feel for uh, Judge Reinhold's character. That that was that was me. I was just always kind of off somewhere in the distance, kind of doing my thing, like living in my own head and stuff. <laughs> you, know, you know, moving in stereo. <laughs> yeah, see, and I feel more like Spicoli than any of the others. Good song, good choice. It, it is definitely an iconic scene, and uh, the marriage of music and movie is, is right there. Uh, they don't even get into the song that deep. In, in that no, scene. they really don't even get into the song that deep. But, but you know, when you if you're in the car and you hear it, you know it immediately. And, and you probably think yeah. of that movie. For sure. That was pretty odd. Don't, don't. Don't, don't, no, don't, don't. She comes out of the pool and stuff. And just... <laughs> I always thought you were so cool, Craig. I forget his name, but you know. Brad. Brad. I think it was Brad. Brad. Not that I've seen that scene since then, many times on Pornhub, over and over again. Well, I, I shared it with you guys so we could discuss it. I didn't see that one. Must have missed it. So, anyway, I clicked it six or seven times since then. <laughs> <laughs> she uh, she wound up marrying Kevin Klein. They they hooked up after this movie, another really good movie. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it. I love her. I love you to death. Yes, funny movie. Oh, it was so funny. It, yep. It's like Keanu Reeves, um, Kevin Klein, I, Tracy Ullman. Well, while I was surfing today, I actually saw it. She has a song that she sings in one of the movies. Um, she was a big singer in Japan, wasn't she? I guess and she so. like was a pop singer in, in, I, in Japan. I had no idea that she sang at all, but it doesn't surprise me. Either. I'll look it up on Wikipedia. <laughs> Japanese, Japanese know what they like. Hmm. Japanese do it, know what they like. So, so is it my turn? Your turn, John. Shoot. Yeah. My my um my song definitely like speaks for itself, and I think it's like a really good marriage of a song and and a movie. And, and I think I think that without this song, the movie probably wouldn't be as popular as it is today. I, I think the song uh, was definitely a good way for um, to draw extra people into the um, into the theater and everything like that. Uh, it's uh, "Don't You Forget About Me" by Simple Minds, and the movie was The Breakfast Club. Of course, yeah. Um, Fantastic song. I love that song. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey. Oh, well, vocalists used to do a lot more of that shit back in the day. You know, yep. they, they don't really do it that much these days. You know, there's like a little bit, but for the most part, they don't do too much uh, of the scatting or the uh, harmony. <laughs> Any trivia for you? That, that was the first band I ever saw live, Simple Minds. Really? Yep. Wow. Saw them in Portland Civic Center, Maine. Uh, and I, I only went because the call was opening up for them. Do you remember the call? 
I do, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I was a big fan of them. Yeah. And but I, I stayed, of course, to see Simple Minds, and it was a it was a good show. They they put on a good show. They did that song, of course, and the place went crazy. Right. Because that was their big hit. Yeah. I remember a couple years back, maybe eighty six. That that sounds about right. It was like eighty five, eighty six is when they were like really starting to get big. I remember a couple of years back that they, they did um they did uh they performed on like uh like MTV Music Awards and I was working at the restaurant at the time so I had the, the TV turned down I had the radio up and I looked over and uh, the lead singer of Simple Minds it's amazing how much he looks like James Hetfield from Metallica now but like it, it's yeah, I, I thought it was Metallica and then I turned it on I was like and I, it was a Simple Minds song I was like Jesus oh my god so. I guess that's that's just what happens, you know. So that's really unfortunate. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. You gotta look like somebody. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I saw the Breakfast Club until the '90s. I don't think I saw it when it came out. I was a big movie goer back in the '80s. And now I'm gonna hand the mic off. I'm gonna, <laughs> and now I'd like to pass the mic to Mel. <laughs> Thank you, John. Hey. <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> hey, Melanie. Hey, what's up? Good to see you. So nice to see you too. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, I was very busy, um, you know, eating for the one time a day that I eat. <laughs> so the song I chose is, um, I actually had trouble deciding which song in this movie to choose. Um, uh, it's um, in Darny Docro. Um, what is what is it that oh yeah. echo and the buddy men um killing moon no killing it's not moon. it was killing time is it killing Isn't time it? i thought it was killing moon is it I, that's what i thought yeah i saw it as killing time either killing time or um mad world you know <laughs> mad world is by a different artist though it's by tears for fears and actually yeah, in, in donnie darko here comes our cats yeah here comes the Sorry, cat parade guys. so <laughs> Every time I get on to talk, I swear. I get to see Tony Darko either. The Killing Moon. That's one of my favorite movies. Interestingly enough, it's Killing Moon. Oh, Killing Moon. Yeah, it is Killing Moon. Interestingly enough, the Donnie Darko is about like time travel and Mandela effecty type of shit too. So it's like kind of really brings this whole podcast full circle. Yeah, it was a great movie. I loved it. Me too. Oh, um, John's getting a call from his old job. Yeah. One second. <laughs> well, that's more important than this. No, it's not. <laughs> okay, we, we don't need him. All right. The, the only thing I like about Echo and the Bunnyman is the name. Right? I love the name Echo well, and the Bunnyman. There's a bunny right. in the movie. <laughs> yeah. It's a scary bunny, though. It's very scary. Very scary. Yeah. Yeah, it has like one of my favorite lines where um, Jake Gyllenhaal is like, why are you wearing that stupid bunny suit? And then the bunny just goes like, why are you wearing that stupid human suit? And it's like just the creepiest feeling. Like throughout the yeah. whole movie, it's just really like, there's so many like undertones and like questions that you have at the end of it that makes you be like, oh my God, why did I just watch this? I have to like watch it again. It's weird. And I've literally yeah. seen this movie so many times. And if you know me, I don't like to watch 
a lot of movies. The same <laughs> over movie and over, over again, and yeah. over again. Yeah. There's she's only like a once, very few so. movies that I would actually watch like over and over again. Like I'll watch Godfather. Like I, I think it's a tradition to watch The Godfather on either Thanksgiving or on Christmas. Both of them, Godfather 1 and 2. Hmm. I don't watch it every year, but I, I do watch it quite a bit. I, I can't I've remember last time I saw it. Quite a bit. Yeah. Mm. I just recently saw those movies. I had tried two to watch better than one. Them, but... What's that? Two what? was better than one. Yeah, two yeah, is awesome. I love yeah. two. I love two, but I, I still prefer one. Just, I, I, I like Brando. Mm. Yeah, he was <laughs> It was Brando's signature performance. Did you see the, the movie with Matthew Broderick where Brando played like a guy who just happened to look like? Yeah. Uh, oh, the freshman. That, that's the that's freshman. what it was called. Yeah. The freshman. The freshman. With the, yeah. with the big iguana. Yeah, that, that, was, uh, that, that was pretty funny. Yeah, clever movie. I, I liked, um, I always think of Brando ice skating with, with, uh, with that girl. You know when he was taking the ice skating lessons? I don't remember that scene, no. It, it, it's, it's in there, and it's just so funny because he's got all the makeup on. He looks like the Don and everything like that, and it's like he's dressed <laughs> all in black, and he's ice skating, ice dancing, and it's just it's really – it's pretty hysterical. You know, it's like it really gives you a, a, different, a different view of Brando because when you think of Brando, Brando's really serious, difficult to work with, you know, yeah. like, you know, no real sense of humor. And ooh, nice, good. Notoriously difficult to work with. Yes, exactly. So, I like the uh, Enola Gay. Have you ever heard that song by Echo and the Bunnymen? No. That was one of their older tunes, I think, and it was pretty good. Sounds really familiar, Enola Gay. That was the first song I heard by them. Duh. I didn't become an instant fan, but it was a good tune. Anyway, I remember the first first song I ever heard by them was uh, "Bring On the Dancing Horses." That's a good song. Yeah, yeah. That, that was like the my uh, um, introduction to, to those cats. An old gay. I don't know why that sounds so familiar, but I'm sure I've heard it. It's very, very left out. You can Google it. I know very little. <laughs> I know yeah, no, I only know that one song because it just reminds me of that movie. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Back in high school, there was one guy who used to write on my jacket and my coat. He used to draw like the cure and the misfits and all of his friends' band names. And I call him a bunny man. He puts somewhere. I'm like, I have no idea who they are, but I like the name. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. I want to do that to one of my jackets. <laughs> I always thought um, that that was the guy's name, Echo. And then I, I was kind of disappointed to find out that his actual name is Ian, Ian McCullough. So it's like, you know. Wow. Fucking sell out, Mister. <laughs> walking around with his given name and walk with the cool band name. Like that, yeah, really. Yeah. Oh boy, it's almost as pretentious as uh, calling yourself Reverend. <laughs> wow. 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 I just. I, yeah, I, I think I'm done with you guys. I don't have to. Oh, no. <laughs> we torture him. We torture the poor guy. So, someone gets tortured every every episode. That, oh, this is my turn. Yeah, it's your turn. turn. You're due. You're you're well due. So, you know, but uh, so how's everyone doing? Uh, aside from uh, 
everything that's going on. Excellent for me. I, uh, I didn't pay taxes for the past two years because a couple of years ago I worked for Uber and I did my own taxes and the way I did them, I used TurboTax and I thought I was going to have to owe $2,000. Right. Well, then I found out about the stimulus program here and it's all based on your tax, uh, your taxes from a couple of years ago. Right. So I decided to, to finally bite the bullet. I brought all my paperwork to H&R Block and I found out I'm getting like a thousand bucks back. So oh, good. Yay. Nice. a great day. Yeah. That's awesome. Good for you, Dave. That is a good Thank day. Thank you. <laughs> That's nice. Damn government. Right. Right. Get yours. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm working on getting mine. Like I le legitimately, I have not filed taxes in about four years. So yeah. And, yeah. and it's likely, it's likely that I'm owed money, but it's, it's just like such a clusterfuck. Like I, I, I would have to get W2s from Uber and Lyft and Postmates and Blackjack yeah. and, and, and whatnot. And, and I just, I have to get it taken care of one of these days, but I think I, uh, you got me in on the non-filers, right? Yeah. They, they do a non-filers, um, thing down here in Massachusetts. So I'm, I'm going to yeah. try and get some stimulus out of that because God knows I need That's it. Cool. So all, all my financials go through the Cayman Islands. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Believe it or not, I'm getting a couple billion dollars in stimulus to, to keep my. Believe it. Alone. I would yeah. fucking believe that. Yeah, God believe damn that, it. that That wouldn't surprise <laughs> me for a second. So. I would love that too. I'd be like, yeah, my boy Tony's like rolling, rolling deep right now. So. <laughs> yeah, it would stimulate the economy, economy around here. And it, well, I think of a bunch of people would be completely out of debt right away. I uh, right. 